live. What's going on, people? It's the real to real walk at podcast. Mm. Or it's throwing me off, you know. I love the RS face. She's growling up. I'm so sorry. And well, and he looks down. He looks down. Hey guys, welcome to the Rotorua podcast. And I was trying so hard not to laugh and throw you off. I'm so sorry. Hey, my worry, come matter. It's been a while. I feel like I've been there in a while, man. Forgot the whole process. Literally. Rotorua podcast, and we're back again with yet another episode. Another episode where we dive into the Newlywed series. <laughs> Another episode where E-Man's back to give you the scriptures that you've been missing. <laughs> Another episode where Aura's going to counsel you, your marriages. <laughs> ah, I on. am not. <laughs> Another episode where we disturb your Apple SoundCloud and your Spotify. <laughs> Another episode where we're going to bring forth healing and deliverance. Amen. Another episode where we're going to give you some nuggets. Another episode where you're going to change your mind and decide you want to get married. Ah, come on. Back with myself, Gabs. Myself, Mr. Game Changer. And your girl, Ore. And we are the Rotor Real Walk family. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. However or wherever you are listening, we appreciate you. Right, so we're going to dive in. We're going to continue on this series. Um, last couple of episodes have been pretty good, pretty decent. Been The response has been pretty good as well, so we love to see it. Today, we are going to be talking about in-laws. Obviously, we know how important our in-laws are when getting married. Um, so it'll be good to kind of have a little dive into how to treat in-laws, sort of expectations, relationships. Do we build strong relationships with in-laws? Do we not? Do we keep them at a distance? Do we get close and all that, that sort of stuff? So it'll be kind of good to kind of dive in because I know we see and hear some issues, some good, some bad. So it'll be good to kind of have a little dialogue on on in-laws. So I'm going to throw it out there. Ori, you're giving me the look. You're giving me the eye. <laughs> so so we're going to start with you. What's what's in-laws like for you? For you personally and just general, um, how do you think we should treat our in-laws? But we'll start. What's your, what are you like with your in-laws? Um, we're pretty cool. We're, we're all okay. Like I, I don't, I haven't, thank God, I've not really had any issues with my in-laws they've been great they've welcomed me with open arms obviously my husband has gone in and I'm Nigerian so after they got over the initial shock that their husband that, that their son was marrying a Nigerian <laughs> mm-hmm. they were pretty cool and um so let's let's explore that yeah, we can't just yeah, <laughs> we can't a... just skirt all, all, all over that or yeah. a podcast is there wasn't no to be honest it, it wasn't it wasn't really that serious I think any issues that they might have had my husband. Um, Why do they feel that way, first yeah, and foremost? Yeah. I think it's just like stereotypically and statistically, like what they knew of Nigeria, because they didn't really know that many Nigerians. Besides... What, what did they know of Nigerians? And the reason why I ask, because I'm sure there's probably people listening that might be in inter, inter, what's the word I'm looking for? Inter, oh gosh. Inter, inter, interculture? Inter... Yeah, intercultural, yeah, yeah it'd yeah. be cultural. That's the, yeah, that's the I should know way. this to be fair, but yeah. I think, well, me and my husband have been together a very long time, like almost like nine years, basically. So we're talking about sort of 10, 11 years ago. And I think they just, what they knew of Nigerian culture was just like the stereotypical, stereotypical loud mm. um, mother-in-law, as in like maybe they just assumed that my mom was, would be loud, like 
likes to go to Owambe parties, doesn't really... You know, Nigerian culture can be very... Um, <laughs> not necessarily, I want to say Yoruba culture, because um, obviously Nigeria is more than just... Um, it's mm. not just one culture, but Yoruba culture can be very loud and in some ways it can be kind of oppressive. Mm. And when I say oppressive, I mean sometimes Yoruba people feel like they have to take over every situation. Yeah. So I think for them... Mm. That was the that's that's what they saw in their heads, mm. and so they were just like, ah. Well, actually, to be honest, I don't know because, like I said, by the time I met them, they welcomed me with open arms from day one. It was never okay. a situation, and I think that's probably because my husband would have had conversations with, with them, them behind the scenes mm. to be like, oh no, she's not like that. Her family's not like that. So, um, from the day I met them, they were cool. Like I, I went over to my husband's house when he was my boyfriend at the time, and his mom cooked me lunch and it was all good it was like we didn't have any i've 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 not had any issues with them did and you anything, know about their reservations yeah because my husband told me how do you feel about that yeah i just went I, w- I wasn't that bothered i was myself i went and they were cool like i said because they were fine with me it was all love mm. um so you didn't feel any pressure no they never made me feel any type of way like i have a really great relationship with my in-laws and i don't just mean but my no, parents before, in law before you went there before yeah, you obviously before met you them I was a bit nervous, Mm. but then I also wasn't because Ghanaians are quite gentle. (laughs) Like, they weren't, if they did have an issue, Mm. they probably wouldn't have told me. They would have told my husband. So, Mm. and he would have fed it back to me and we would have either resolved it or gone our separate ways, depending on how bad it was. Like, personally, if I felt that the vibe was off, from the beginning I wouldn't have pursued like a relationship with my husband because I don't like stress mm. I don't like that family in-laws are a massive part of your life and if I felt like I wasn't going to be able to deal with that or get on with them I wouldn't have pursued it it's just long for me personally like marriage is hard enough I don't need stressful in-laws like I really don't mm. <laughs> so I thank God that that was never my story obviously because like you have run-ins from time to time over various things it it can get awkward especially because they're not your parents like if my mum is annoying me I can just say to my mum like yo you know she's still gonna love me still gonna be my mum and by the next day we'll probably resolve it but with in-laws you have to be a bit more strategic about how you communicate if you have a if you have a problem but like I said I really um I have never had any problems with my in-laws I went to Ghana um after we got married, my husband and I went to Ghana one for Christmas. I stayed in their family home with the entire family. Yeah. And so, it, you know, for like, it was almost two weeks. So, wow. yeah. I Do you know what? It's, it's, <clears throat> it's definitely remarkable that you caught wind of how they felt about Nigerians and it didn't put you off. Because I know for some people in that position, they, they probably would have thought, oh, if this is how they feel without even meeting me or my family, this might be a bit off-putting. Yeah. But um, I think... If I had met them and when I met them, the vibe was off, then I would have I would have been off put. But it's even it's even credit for you for even knowing that you know they had some sort of reservations and thoughts, and you still thought, okay, cool, we're still gonna go ahead with this. Do you know what I mean? It, well, it takes it takes a lot of balls to nah, be able to because proceed. it wasn't really the, at the time when I, I met his in my in laws or his parents quite early into our relationship, so there was no real stakes. Like if I got there. And I felt the vibe was off. I would have been like, forget it. Like, this is not that deep. It's only been however long. Mm. It's not that serious. Well, to me, I think I would have, that would have been an issue for me. But because, as I say, they were cool and they liked me and I, and it was fine. And at that time as well, when you're early in a relationship, I wasn't having that many dealings with them mm. or interactions with them. 
it's only when you get engaged and you know then parents get involved at the point of um marriage when you're planning a wedding that's when stakes get a lot higher than when you're dating someone so yeah you don't think the stakes was that important in the beginning nah if like if the vibe was off i would not have been doing it it's long no, i give you credit boy i respect that if i was in that position i don't know what my mindset would have been to be honest Knowing, and this is not even just in-laws, this could be friends, family, <laughs> strangers, like somebody having a perception of you without even meeting them mm-hmm. can be a bit, ooh, but okay, I think... do I want to head into this direction or not? Is this somebody I still want to... So I think people will be a little apprehensive, um, which is why I'm like, you know what, credit to you and, and anyone who might hear such a thing and think, okay, we'll still proceed, even though this is the thoughts that they may have. Um, obviously, you know, it might stem from a little place of ignorance. So you've obviously gone in there and changed their opinions, changed their views, which is really, really good. So credit to you for that. But I think like regardless of whether it was a cultural thing or any other issue, people are always going to have preconceptions yeah, of how they say, think yeah. that you're going to be. Mm. Like, you know, if if anybody tells their parent, oh, I'm in a relationship with somebody and you describe it, they're going to be apprehensive because to it's them, cool. there's a potential that this person's going to take you know, as the scripture says, that when you get married, you technically become one and you move out of your parents' house. So mm. obviously to them, they're thinking there's a potential that the person that you're meeting is going to be in your life for the rest of your life and is potentially going to take your child away from the home. So you're going to have preconceptions regardless. Yeah, I think the standard preconceptions about them, their personality, True. their morals, I think that's different to culture. Like culture is something I can't change, man. Yeah, I agree. I can't change I the fact agree. that, you know some of our parents are loud on the phone on the bus for example <laughs> i can't change that we like parties or we like wearing galas yeah. or we like to be in control some things are just out of my reach do you know what i mean it's like when i when i see um people who may not necessarily be nigerian start tweeting things like nigerian men are this nigerian i never want to date nigerian men again even though i'm not dating you but even me i think rah man like allow us man yeah. like allow us small you might have had an experience with one or two people but painting the whole culture that way is a bit like, hmm, do you know what I mean? I think it's slightly different when you're, um, I think having, there's having preconceptions or prejudgment and then there's also having that, I think it's heightened when, I think the culture bit is heightened when it's romantic. Because mm. if you can have a preconception of Nigerians, like people come to work, oh, you're Nigerian, oh, you eat jollof rice. And just <laughs> like, but when it's, when it's there's a romantic relationship, so families come together, the preconception is a bit heightened because it's how is your culture gonna merge with mine? Mm. So I think sometimes people just add a bit more of the fear factor because they're thinking, wait, how will our culture merge with theirs? How what's the wedding gonna look like? How are they gonna raise their kids? X, Y, and Z. Whereas if it was non-romantic, I don't think it would be as heightened as mm. yeah. where so for your case that's so i do agree with gabs that it's, it's definitely a thing of you know credit to you because for them you wouldn't you wouldn't not you will know to a degree but then at the same time hubby may that one thing i learned that's anyway he could have added the silencer there to you know to soften the blow yeah, so right. you don't know exactly what and this is not to say they're nasty yeah, i'm no, not here to, to smear them right. but it could be that you know what they're actually like, hmm, you know nigerians they're gonna if we want to do <laughs> that the is wedding probably they're gonna take what over happened, they're gonna to be you know, fair as well yeah that is probably what happened i'm not even gonna lie knowing my husband that is probably exactly what happened but then like i said once i met them and they met me and they met my family and because i knew like the stereotypes that they had in mind 
whilst some Nigerians are like that, and whilst I can sometimes even be like that myself, like, I knew, generally speaking, like, the way my family is, especially my mum in particular, like, I just knew that it wouldn't, once they met her, they wouldn't, they would change their mind because she's just mm. not like that. And yeah. and over time, like, they, like I said, honestly, I couldn't ask for um, a better relationship with my in-laws. I mean, I probably could actually, that's a lie. <laughs> mm. Because I was thinking my approach to in-laws generally is to love them. But, because I know that I have friends that they're like, oh my gosh, they will go for, um, like, shopping dates with their mother-in-law and dinner dates and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not that type of daughter-in-law. Mm. So so I probably could have a better relationship in that regard. Mm. But I'm quite happy with where it where it's at. <laughs> good, good, you should be. Um, Ema, you mentioned merge, merging the cultures, yeah? So I want to talk about a little I want to talk about that a little bit. How important is this merging of cultures and what does that look like in 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 practical form? Because obviously my wife is Caribbean and then you said merge and I'm now thinking, how do uh, how does my culture and her culture merge? Do they even merge at all? Is obviously what I'm thinking. Yeah. But before I even say anything, I want to know what, what do you think about um, cultures merging especially when your wife is from the same culture as you so what do you think about how cultures should merge or should they even merge yeah there's there's different ways you can chop it and dice it because let's say for my example we're same country same tribe so a lot of our there's a lot of similarities in culture in a broad sense of it but culture to one degree would that was different was for example the way that we were the way we did family life so i come from you know there's there's in terms of kids there's five kids so i'm my wife she has three like so having a big house is a very different thing the way you navigate mm. your siblings the way you navigate your parents she grew up in after she moved out of london she moved quay I grew up <laughs> in the end still. So there's a lot of different ways like we think about things. Like I like hustle and bustle. She likes peace and quiet. Mm. You know, um, I grew up always, every weekend we were always out. Whether weddings, whether following my dad preaching X, Y, Z for her, it wasn't necessarily the same. Mm. So these are elements of culture or family culture. It may not necessarily be ethnic culture, but mm. it might be their family culture, the way they were raised. I know for her, like the when there were there was a set day that they did family cleaning for us, it was a bit different. We had to do it every other day because the house was getting messy all the time. So when I say merge, it's now two people coming mm. together with different ways of thinking, different mm. ways of doing life, different upbringings to a degree, even though we're the same, same from same country, same tribe, but there's difference in the way that we were brought up, differences in the way that we were brought up, and now we're coming together, and now we have to figure out a way that best suits us. Mm. So there's certain things that she brought to the table that I thought, you know what, that's actually better and certain things for me. So for example, I'll give a good example. Like me, when it comes to family, it's a very big thing. Family is a family is one of my highest values, right? So I grew up in a family where if anyone has an issue, we sort it out in before everyone goes to bed, we sort it out. Mm, mm. If I have an issue with my siblings or if I have an issue with my mom and dad, every, mm. we do family meeting mm -hmm. before <laughs> everyone goes to bed. Wow. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but for Toby, it was different. So when I'm now talking to her, like when it comes to resolving issues, mm. For her, it might be, nah, we'll have to wait out, da 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 But I'm mm. like, nah, before we go to bed, nah. Family meeting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we have to sort this thing out. So for her, it was like, oh, you know what? Actually, bro, that's, it's a different way to look at it. But 
more time than not is actually a helpful way, especially if you can resolve it mm. in 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 that instance. Then it's it's a good way to do it. Mm. But then also it, it kind of shows how important the family unit is and how you take them on the journey of we're growing. You know, we make mistakes or we've done wrong, but this is how we can do better. And we incorporate that as well a mm. lot in our family. So there's like different like things that we brought to the table that we just picked for ourselves. Now we have kids. Now we're talking about, we talk a lot about culture, especially after we had our first. We're like, <clears throat> what are the cultures? I remember the first Christmas that we had um, with Tahila. And I remember Toby was like, we have to think about what we want to do as a family this Christmas. Like what family culture is. And in my head, I was thinking, ah, we'll just, just buy presents and we'll just cook food. <laughs> and if we're going to any of the relatives' house, we'll go. And she was like, no, we have to have our own family culture because mm. we've come from different spaces, but now we're, we've got a kid now. Mm. We have to start thinking about those things. And I remember like, it made me start thinking, right, like it actually makes sense because our parents were doing it. Now you're in your own space starting off a family. You now have to think about what sort of, culturally what sorts of things do you want to do, mm. do are they going to be in jollof rice are they having pounded yam is it a mix is it only mm. Britical food that they're going to be having what exactly is it mm. you know so those are sort of the things that I'm talking when I'm talking about merging they're things that you have to bring to the table obviously for you it's a bit different because it's two different continents mm. two different cultures that are alike in, in many ways but very, you know, unlike in a lot of ways. So mm -hmm. it'll be different. I'm sure it'd be different for, for you, but that merging is about, you know, like when the Bible says the two become one, mm. there are, there's some sacrifices you have to make, but there's also some healthy things that you can take from your culture, whether family culture, ethnic culture, religious culture that you can bring into your family to make mm. things work. Mm. <clears throat> I want to circle back a little bit. Um, resolving conflicts. I want to pivot small, yeah? <laughs> How, what you're saying, I completely agree with. Yeah. Like the whole don't sleep um, if there's an issue that needs to be solved. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Terms and conditions apply. Though. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just say that. Terms and how, e how, easy, how easy do we think and how realistic do we think this is? Because for me, look, sometimes it's hard. Mm. I think I'm definitely better at it now, yeah. like resolving issues. Mm. But me, I'm prideful. I'm prideful. Yeah, definitely killer, man. Mm. I'm private. If I feel like you've done me wrong, yeah. I might be the one in the wrong, but if I feel like you've done me wrong, mm. like you're going to sit on this for a little while, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. We'll do silent treatment for a couple of hours. <laughs> I'm like that as well. Just yeah. a bit, just petty. Nothing yeah. too crazy, yeah. but the silent treatment alone is yeah. very, very, do you know what I mean? Ridiculous yeah. for a married couple. <laughs> I hear that. Um, and obviously, <laughs> if I feel a way, she might feel a way, and the atmosphere is just atmospheric in a mm. particular type of way. Mm. And obviously, ultimately, it's pride and stubbornness, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I think if one of, it's one if one is obviously stubborn, it's very very hard to try and resolve something immediately. Mm -hmm. um, even though me and my wife might talk, you know, need to resolve within a few hours, blah blah blah. Um, but how realistic do you think it is to obviously resolve that night or before? Do you know what I mean you go to sleep? Because I know this is what they tell us. They tell us, yeah, resolve. Don't sleep on your anger. Mm -hmm. Resolve, resolve the issue. Mm -hmm. So that tomorrow is a fresh day, etc. Yeah. But how realistic do we think it is? 
Depends it's, on the time you're having the argument. <laughs> if I argue with you at 9 a.m., don't worry about it. By the time <laughs> you know what I hear. That's the term. That's the teaser. That's actually, yeah, by, it's, by it's, the way, by midnight, we would have made it up. But if it's like 10 p.m., I'm going to bed. We'll talk about it in the morning. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. What will you talk about in the morning, though? Yeah, like yesterday, my husband and I, we got into a little bit. And <laughs> it was like, it was actually like 10 p.m. So I carried myself to bed. I slept. <laughs> Yeah, and then in the morning, obviously, good morning, everything. Then I was on my way to work. And I realized actually, and you should probably discuss where mm. I went wrong yesterday. So, so yeah, I would, so in the I morning, did you lot like, say good morning like normally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah, we do. Okay, I don't. Okay. I'm not. I'm not really that big on silent treatment. Yeah. I'll, I'll respond, mm. but my responses might be a bit icy. So yeah. like you know, like someone's in on know, Twitter, yeah. your your girl starts talking like HR. You know that is. So I'll, I'll I'll talk like HR. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. No, I think um, like I said, T's and C's definitely do apply. Where I'm different, I think it's my upbringing has a huge part to play in this. So I'm my dad's character. He's very much a peacemaker. So even if whatever anyone has done, whatever, we're going to discuss it, we're going to hash it out and we're going to get the ball rolling and we're going to move on. We kiss and we make up. So for me, I've kind of actively made a choice to practice the same. I can't mm. lie. I just, I hate, just hate tension in the house. The house is, is the way I see it. Is that like even if you've done wrong or is this only if she's done wrong? Nah, it's no, it's both ways. Mm. I can't lie. Like, yes, I, yes, I can be stubborn. But when it comes to house matters, especially now with kids and stuff, I can't lie. I can't do that. So do you think it's different if there was no kids? It was. It was different. But then we were still early in, in the marriage. Mm. And to a degree, you can get away with it at the same time. I still don't want Passa mm. because it's the two of us. So I'm not trying to be lonely in my own house. So for the sake of peace, I cannot lie. For the sake of peace... I'm trying to get done as possible. What I can say is when there was an issue that is was either persistent or really, really bad, then that one, it, it may not have been solved overnight. Mm, it may mm. have been the next day after marinating and normally like my wife is one to, if she, whatever she's thinking, she'll put it down. When we're having that discussion, that's what she'll... When I see her bringing out the phone, that's when I know. It, there's, that's when I know a sermon is coming out. This, 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 this. this. She's written it down. Everything. So I know oh, that. Yeah. I hear that one. I hear it. That bullet point thing. When I see it, cut, I see. Okay, cool. I know where it is. Do you know what I'm saying? But even at that, I'm I'm still willing to acknowledge what I've gone where I've gone wrong. Even if I feel like hmm, I, I feel like you did whatever, and I think over time I've learned to be able to communicate myself much better. Mm. Because in other cases, what I would do naturally growing up, silent treatment was something I did a lot because managing or having balancing my temperament, especially as a young kid, which kind of links back to church and being a PK and stuff like that. I, w I wasn't able to express myself well. So I was very much a listener as opposed to an expresser. The only time I speak much is when I'm preaching. Mm. So when it when I got into a relationship and I realized you have to speak, you have to speak how you're feeling, X, Y, and Z, that's when I realized, okay, cool. I really have to learn how to balance my temperament instead of going from zero to 100. So for me, silent treatment was the best because that's the best way I can compose myself. Mm. And then when I'm ready to, when I've got all my thoughts together, then I'm ready to do it. Mm. But I've got a wife who, if you do silent treatment, it's like you're rejecting me. It's like you're turning your back to me. Mm. You understand? Mm. So I had to, I had to learn over time 
and I'm much, much better at mm. it. And I know my wife can agree with me on that because I, I've learned to be able to communicate. Mm. So the, the T's, and T's, T's and C's piece is very key. But for me, because of the value, the value that I have of family and peacekeeping with family, I've had to make a personal choice that humility has to be a big thing in my house. Mm. So I don't want to see my kids you know, see their dad as this stubborn man who always wants to fight mm -hmm. and is grumpy, is moody mm -hmm. and can be, you know, can be silent treating their mum for days on end. And when he feels like he's ready to have a discussion, then he'll bring her in. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to see that. So I, and some people might say, oh, are you doing it just for your kids? No, I did it. I actually was proactively doing this before they sometimes, came. Sometimes, sometimes it's okay to do things for the kids. Some, And that's not even a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and no, the reality is, all, to be fair. Someti sometimes the only way people do learn mm. is when they have kids. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was going to say, having kids must be a game changer because obviously you don't want to argue in front of the kids, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah, You might have argued before in the bedroom, but now mm. you've got a baby sleeping in the bedroom. Yeah. You might not want to argue because <laughs> yeah. the baby might start crying, for example. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think these things are real. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's a bad thing to not want to do certain things because of kids. It shows mm. that you're obviously caring about the growth and development of the child. Yeah. And you don't want them to, to be in certain atmospheres that's obviously quite toxic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And toxic don't always mean abuse or hitting or anything like that. Toxic yeah. could just be you and your wife not seeing eye to eye, for example. So I think, yeah, you don't want to bring a child in such environment. So I think, yeah, there's nothing wrong with not doing certain things in order to protect the child and obviously the household, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, no, I agree. I think what I was saying it is more because I don't want people to think that you're doing it for the child, but you lack respect for your spouse. So you're only respecting, oh, doing it in mm. respect of the child and not the spouse. Mm. So for me, it's the balance of, yes, I have to respect that. I don't want, you know, my children to see that. But at the same time, I also have to do it because I respect my spouse enough to not disrespect her. And I have to learn to be able to communicate. I have to learn to be able to be a peacekeeper in my home. And the way mm. I see it is this, is as, as the man of the house, I don't, like, even if your spouse, your wife has peacekeeping tendencies, I feel like you have to practice what you want to see in your house. Mm. So as the head of the home, if you want to see peace prevail in your home, You've got to, you've got to, if, if you're the one that is always troublemaking, mm -hmm. don't, don't be surprised at the energy your spouse gives back to you. Don't be surprised at the energy your kids give back to you. Mm. So that's why for me, I've had to learn and I don't see it as an L. I see it as a, thankfully, for because of the way that I was raised, I've used that as something that I see as a, a, a big thing, a model thing. And this is, everyone has to run their house in their own way, but as, as long as they run it in order. But for me, the best way is live live in peace, mm. live in harmony. I can't lie. I don't like stress. I don't like arguments because it takes time. Yeah. It takes ah, this, that, bloody, bloody, blah. Don't get me wrong. I can argue my point very well. In another <laughs> life, I probably would have been a lawyer. But for me, I've also learned. I think that's what marriage teaches you. It's not about always, it's not about, always having to be right or getting your your point across because I think sometimes especially I don't know how Ore can speak you know from a woman's perspective but sometimes when as a man when you always want to get your point across when you always want to make sure that the, your spouse can see that this is what you've done wrong x y and z then at some point it's kind of like okay you want to be heard but if mm. I now say what I'm saying you will now find fault in what I'm saying and I think sometimes True. women not sometimes, but women want a space where they feel like they're heard yeah, and not definitely. just, oh, the man is just shutting me off because mm. he's the man of the house yeah. or because mm. he knows he can argue his point. So I'm, I've, I'm, 
doing well, but I'm still learning. There's still moments where I get it wrong as well. So, mm. yeah. Do you want to jump in there, Ori? No, I was just thinking, like, perspective? I, I, I agree with what Iman said. Like, I think sometimes us women are not, I don't always argue from a logical place. It's not, I'm not, like, my husband, he will be like, okay, these are the these are the issues and this is how we can resolve them. He's very rational. He's very like, but you said this. Whereas I'm more, like, just emotional. Like, if this is how I feel, I don't care if it's irrational. Like, mm, it's yeah. just how I feel and <laughs> we need to make it better. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I definitely agree that you have a point there. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I agree as well. I think I think the communication is definitely important. And I think, like you said, it definitely comes down to humility. Mm. And I think, yeah, with, with men, I think we definitely do need to be humble for sure when it comes to issues, when it comes to resolving conflict. Because obviously conflict can't be avoided. Mm. And anybody who thinks they might be able to avoid conflict is definitely having a laugh. I think we can't avoid such things. I think yeah. we can definitely reduce and limit them for sure. Yeah. And I think over time, our communication definitely gets better and it definitely improves and definitely grows. I definitely obviously think for newly wedded couples, communication might just be a big thing. It might be a, a big issue. Mm. Um, and it that's, will be. Mm. It will be. And that's, that's even if you didn't... I think it's a lifelong battle. Yeah, yeah communication. Yeah. You don't think it gets to a point where it's just like, raw. we've got communication down to a T. I think it gets better. I don't think I can say that I've got communication down to a T. Not yet. Obviously, you're no, 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 five no, years, no, isn't it? Not now. But like 10 but years, I for example. About, yeah. Like 10 years. I think you can... I, I, think I, you can so. become, <laughs> I think you can become very skilled and you can become experts at it mm. where you know yourselves. But life the way life goes like things are changing all the time mm. you're not always in the same predicament every day so even though you guys will know yourself well there will still be days where you have you have off days you're a human yeah, being you have off oh, yeah, days. I think you'll off be days, tired you'll be hungry off and you days might say yeah out of time, i think so. off days is different to not being a good communicator like off days is like a one-off but not being a great communicator is this is something that happens quite often like once a month for example yeah whereas off days might be oh this is quite random it's quite surprised it's unlike you two but you can still miscommunicate or poorly communicate in that moment. It doesn't necessarily mean you're a terrible communicator in general. Mm. I think what I'm saying is that there are moments where your communication won't always be there. I don't think it will be 100%. Mm. There, there will always be the... I, the, I do believe that in marriage, like you can get to a point where you're you guys are all basically telepathic. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and the communication yeah. will be like... A1. It, I f it can be A1. It when doesn't do mean think... 100%, but it yeah, can be 98 point something. Where do you think you can something. get to like 90%? When? Yeah, like 10 years, 15, 20. What I percentage do you think you're on now? Ah. Yeah, because you're cooking eight now. <laughs> I'm actually intrigued. <laughs> We're getting, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's so much more I can learn. I feel like there's so much more I can learn. I feel like you probably say this in five years' time too. Yeah, because yeah, no, you're always going to have no, something to learn. Yeah, no, but that's will. the reality of life. Yeah. You feel like you get, the, you get to a good point and then you're like, oh, wait, but no. So, for example, a practical example, having kids. Mm. We had our first, great, fantastic. Had her for a couple of years. Now, second one has come. Like, in some areas, it feels like you're relearning. Yeah, in some areas, it's yeah. like, actually, wait, hold up. We were only parenting one. Now we're parenting two. Life mm. is different. Yeah, so true, there's true. other things. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's why I, it, it will be, you will get to a point where it's like, yeah, it's really good. But then there's a next stage. It's, I don't know, man. Mm. It's like a game. Like you, you complete one level. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean that like level one has been scrapped. Yeah. Everything you've learned in there is still relevant, but level two is still there. 
Do you know, I think it's life events, isn't it? I think life events definitely causes things to shift. Yeah. You might have a child, you're now communicating about that child, parenting, mm. what that looks like. Mm. You might buy a house. Yeah. That's another big thing. Okay, how are we going to communicate about this? How mm. do we deal with through this? Grief. Yeah, yeah, yeah grief, yeah. A loss, a loss of somebody. That, yeah, that literally. That changes communication. Like when, when me and Brandon got engaged, our communication was definitely different. Mm. Right. In what way? As in like, there were, I'm going to say tension for want of a better word. Okay. But because we're both project managers, yeah. <laughs> she wants this, she wants chocolate fountain. Mm. I'm saying that's not in the budget, yeah. for example. Yeah. She wants a um a dance floor. Mm. I'm thinking, why are we having a dance floor? What's wrong with the, the normal floor? Mm. <laughs> we start we start debating, discussing whether yeah. this is right. That now leads to, oh, why do you have to talk to me like that for? Mm. Couldn't you just tell me that you didn't want it? Why did you have to say X, Y, Z? Mm. Now we're arguing about our communication skills. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It all just stems mm-hmm. from something small. Mm. But I think I think planning a wedding definitely exposes a lot of things, right. and I think yeah. especially with communication, yeah, it does. because there's two people from different sides who want different things, different yeah. visions, and especially in my opinion, I think men are probably tight on a budget, <laughs> whereas I think women probably want to do La Vida Loca and just live like love in Tokyo mm. and just do their thing. Whereas I think men might be a bit more logical. Can we afford this? Can we not? If we spend money there, are we going to be able to buy the house that I want to buy, etc., mm-hmm. etc. So I think communication definitely does change because I think it's a it's a serious life event. Like mm. many other life events might expose certain things. So like you said, going from one child to two child, two yeah. t- two children, sorry, yeah. that might have shifted the way you communicate mm-hmm. because it's a serious life event that that your wife is dealing with, mm. you're dealing with it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how her body responds, for example, That's that might change the way she communicates yeah. with you. Yeah. How you deal with seeing her going through that mentally, that mm-hmm. might change with how you act and stuff like that. So. Mm. I mean, a life events definitely does like cause cause a shift in things, mm-hmm. but I definitely do think like as we get older, because um, I think even talking to my wife, her parents, I think have been married twenty years now, mm. and my wife is always just like, yeah, they used to argue before, but right now they never argue, and mm-hmm. I, I never see them going through any issues, mm. which is why I was thinking like, does it, does it get to a certain point where it's just like you've kind of not clocked it, but you're in a, in a better place? Do you know what I mean, yeah, yeah, and I definitely I do feel like obviously, troughs. sorry, there's peaks and troughs all the time, regardless. I yeah, mean. yeah, true. I was going to ask a question though about about um you and and, and Brownie um from what you know of her parents now and how they communicate have you seen her character or characteristics from how they communicate mm-hmm. amongst themselves to how she communicates towards you so maybe cultural things or ways that they address each other that you've picked up that she's brought into the marriage I think not in terms of communication. Okay. I think in terms of like behavior. Yeah. I do see traits in my mum-in-law. Okay. To to my wife, I definitely do see traits. Mm. Um, like my mum-in-law, she's a stay-at-home mum, and obviously okay. the the dad's obviously works. Mm. So she's very like she looks after him, mm. like she, meals. Is this by is this by choice? If you don't mind asking. Is what by choice? Her staying at home. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So th- it's a, a very traditional family. Traditional, in, traditional in the sense in, that husband goes out to. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. As in, like he, he wanted her to just focus on raising a child rather than oh. always being tired, coming home from work. Okay. Now you have to cook. Now you have to change nappies, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, he said to her, "I don't want you stressing so much. You stay at home. Oh, okay. I obviously go out and work and that, and that sort of stuff." So she now does a lot, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like cleaning, cooking, um, wow. does a lot in the household. I don't think I don't think I know. Really? Some I don't think I know someone's 
parents who are in that predicament. Bro, so that's I've, a very interesting. I've thing never seen there. anything other than that. Yeah. Um, and I think I definitely mm. see the homely and mother motherly. Can I say that? I don't know, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Mm. The motherly traits mm. in my wife because it's okay. very similar. Um, not saying not saying that you have to be a stay home mum in mm. order to develop qualities because mm. I'm sure like Ore for example who works she probably does the same things. Mm. Um, but I definitely do see similar traits because I think naturally what you see in your parents is probably stuff that you kind of pick up on. Right. Um, well, if you see good things. Oh yeah, yeah of course, of well, course. Some super Yeah, and that too. Like even what um, you said before about there's a trait that your dad had that you kind of picked up, mm. and I was and I was there thinking. Well, as you were saying, I was there thinking. I wonder if I live with my dad if I if I would have picked up anything from him. This mm. is what I was mm. just <laughs> thinking because like, what you described was quite a healthy home life. So you've picked up a lot of good things that have prepared you for. For marriage, but mm. I grew up in it, it was quite chaotic. The mm. environment I grew up in, my, my both my parents were in the house until a certain age, and mm. then after I turned like 13, it was just my mom. Mm. So I did not know how to communicate health in a healthy way at all. Right. Like, I still think I'm struggling because of I just never saw like healthy communication. So sometimes mm. now I still don't like I still think I don't always get it right when it comes to communication. Like, I have to really work, ex- I think I have to work two times harder, mm. twice as hard mm. to communicate in a healthy way than right. probably the regular person mm. because my natural instinct is just to want to to go off emotion like if it's mm. how I feel then I'm just going to get it off my chest mm. and dump and then that's it mm. hmm. yeah that, that is interesting though it is interesting seeing what it's like if you're ever in a two parent household or one mm. or none for some people mm. um, and kind of seeing what we pick up on and what we don't pick up on mm. like when I hear you talk about your parents or your dad mm. especially mm. I'm always just like, hmm, I wonder what it would what it would be like if if I was in Ema's position. Obviously, I yeah. think you're in a blessed yeah. you was in yeah. a blessed yeah, position. Very blessed. So I mean, um, nah, you was definitely definitely in a blessed position for yeah. sure. Yeah. And obviously, what you're saying it's got to be thinking, hmm, what's 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 caused me to communicate the way I communicate? Is mm. it from what I've seen within my household? Is it how I've grew how I've grew up and that sort of stuff? So I mm. think it's definitely interesting and knowing think, how family plays a part. Yeah, and I think a lot of the time, if someone's growing up in chaos or in an environment that they don't want to replicate, mm. like very easily you hear people say, "Oh yeah, like I'm going to make sure that this is not what my children get." But right, it's actually like so much. It's it's a lot harder than mm-hmm. we think. Like yep. Mm. Yep. if you've grown up in chaos, you're going to replicate chaos. Mm. You have to go to you have to seek counselling yeah. to, to, to get you through the trauma mm-hmm. to work out what your triggers are and then you have to work tw- that's what I'm saying like I really feel like I have to constantly work twice as hard mm-hmm. than than the, twice as harder than the re- normal person to, to be able to communicate in a way that's healthy mm-hmm. mm. and people people that say what I notice about people that say I don't want to replicate what happened with my my parents or in my family with my kids they don't do the work. A lot of them don't do the work yeah. and easily find themselves yep. where they said that they weren't, God forbid, I they wasn't going to be there and you end up being your dad or yep. you end up 100%. being like your mum. Mm. And a lot of it happens a lot of times. It happens, it's, it, it's very common in our society and I just think social media allows people to masquerade one thing online and, and but they're another thing offline and certain people are dealing with the, you know, the, the casualty offline. But the reality is like, if you don't like, this is what adulting is. Like, adulting is consciously doing the work. Mm-hmm. If you don't consciously do the work, you will not find yourself there. That's why, for me, like my dad, I I know I'm in a privileged position because I grew up in in a in a space where, even though yes, as siblings, I argued with my parents X Y and Z, I went my own way at once. 
we still were committed to that family value of if there's issues, we've got to sort it out. We've got to love one another. We've got to stick with one another. If someone tries to pick on your sister or your brother, you've got to stand up for them X, Y, and Z. So those things there, I've had to say, if I'm going to get married, these are the things I have to, because I know they're good and I know they're healthy, I've got to do the work with my family. Mm. So now with my kids, like with T, I have to, even at a little age when I'm seeing her being cheeky or doing this X, Y, I'm now having to start to do the work now because I'm like, I'm not going to wait till X, Y, and Z. Kids are cheeky from now. Mm. <laughs> I've, I, literally, she's behaving like a teenager now. I was saying to someone the other day, I was I it was me. <laughs> Thank God I don't have any hair on my head <laughs> because she's driving me potty. Yeah, but the thing do. is that this is where you have to, like, you can't just wait and go, you know, maybe when she's eight, nine, ten, I'll start doing it then. No, like, you have to do it now. Mm. Like, you have to have sit down, conversa- like, have conversations now. If she's done wrong. Like, I have to sit her down and go, T, you know why you got in trouble? And she's like, no. She knows why she did. But we have to go through those yeah, things. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I don't want to get to a point where I become so lazy that she just goes on with her life. And then I'm now, I get to a point where I'm now firefighting instead of being in a place where I don't have to firefight. I've already been building that relationship with her and with my wife or whatever to a point where because we've been communicating, because we've been practically doing this thing, we're seeing the results of the hard work you put in. Mm. And that's what, like, I remember when my second was born, I said to my mom, I said, mom, why didn't you tell us that adulting and parenting is, mm. is a scam? Yeah. She just started laughing. She didn't respond. <laughs> she just started laughing. Because the reality is, like, whether kids, whether friendship, like, I'm deep in it. Even friendships, I cannot lie. When people say, oh, like, when I see people, like, that are single and they have bare friends, and then you get married and then you're just like, yeah, you uh, have friends, bro. but... Friendship ain't the same. <laughs> Friendship ain't the same. Like, you have to work. Like, as an adult with, that is married, that has kids, or whatever your situation is, as long as, like, f- let, let me speak from a married perspective, the effort you have to put in to well, make let this me, thing work. Let me stop you. I want to ask you a question yeah. here. Because I remember you were tweeting the other day about um, uh, fellowship. I think you were tweeting yeah. about fellowship. Or community. Was it community? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And that the body needs to put in work okay, yeah, like, yeah, 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 make yeah. effort for your people yeah. yeah and obviously I'm someone like growing up there's, I've always made an effort it's mm. always me always me mm. and then it kind of got to a point where I said no after this I'm not on it man yeah. I do too much <laughs> so some of my besties yeah. I don't chat to you no more because yeah, yeah. I was obviously holding a relationship together mm-hmm. and it gets to a point where I feel like and I even say it to my wife it gets to a point where I feel like do you want this relationship as much as I do mm. do you know what mm. I mean do, do you care as much as I care mm. Why is it always me that's just like, yeah, let's do this, let's do that, mm. but you don't show me? Why am I always hollering at you, asking yeah. how you are, but you don't holler? <laughs> and it sometimes makes me think, and I tell my wife, I said, this girl don't care about you, bro. Yeah, yeah. I've been telling my wife, it's always you. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. chick don't yeah. care about yeah. you. Yeah. Just leave her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, <laughs> Get nah. new friends. Yeah. But then obviously, I read part of me, obviously, I'm still in that, I was, I was still in that place, like probably this whole year. I'm still in that place where it's like, Cubs, is, is the way you're thinking right? Mm. Is irrational? Mm. And on the other hand, I'm thinking, Gabs, maybe God has called you to this particular lifestyle where you just got always have to be the big daddy, open mm-hmm. quote, close quote. Mm-hmm. And then obviously I read I read um, your tweets and I thought, you know what? Yeah, Gabs, you might have to start hollering at these people that you didn't want to holler at. You might mm-hmm. have to be the one obviously doing the effort. You might have to be the one saying, let's do this, come here, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. But then obviously my question now is, do we as married people... Are we responsible for holding these relationships together? Do we have to put in the work or do our friends have to put in the work? I think in the beginning you have like we the married person has to put in the work. I do. 
And I think that you, you reap the benefits from doing that later. Because when you first get married, especially if you're one of the first in your friendship group to get married, I think people think that, oh, yeah, you're always going to be busy or you need time now to focus on your husband. You need to focus on your family. And if you're somebody which who... You do. Which you do. You do. But, I mean, it's not 24-7 that you're yeah, with your yeah, family. Course, yeah, yeah. And if you're somebody who also values friendship and because you can also get a lot like let's not forget like you can learn things from, I, I don't think I think when people say oh like oh yeah you and your husband people so underestimate how much you can learn from your friends who might not necessarily be 100%. married because they might have qualities like for me a lot of my friends have such amazing qualities that I love about them and that's mm-hmm. why they're my friends mm-hmm. and I'll pick up pick up something from them and I'll be like oh my gosh yeah that's true and even if my friends are in the house and they see me and Eugene or we're having a, a conversation or I've done something that's in the wrong they will tell me that's mm-hmm. good that's They'll be like, good. you should have done that. Like, that was respect. wrong. Or mm. go back and say sorry. Like, my friends do not enable me to do rubbish That's as a good. wife and as a friend and as a person. They really don't. Mm. So if now I'd listen to everyone and been like, oh, yeah, forget your friends. It's you and your husband. Mm. I wouldn't have also learned some of the beneficial things from them. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, yeah, I do think in the beginning, because people, they want to leave you to it. They don't want to overstep. So you kind of have to let them know that, okay, is that this right, is... Though? Or are we just meant to continue living? No, I get why people do that as well because also you don't want to be, you don't want anybody to insult you and be like, look, it's me and my <laughs> husband now, like, leave me alone. Mm. So I get it. Like, I can see both sides. Mm. So I do think, that's why that's why I'm saying that it's for us as the married people in the beginning to let people know what the boundary is and what they can and can't do rather than just let them assume that this is the this is the boundary and they shouldn't come and contact you at all. It's good for you to be like, yeah, let's meet up. Let's have, like, I can do this, but I can't do this sometimes. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. And we- it's the same when you become, like, for me as well, it's the same when I became a mother like mm. I could still come out but I might not come out all the time because yeah. I also have to look after my family you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. can't we change the perception though because obviously mean? right now it, the, it sounds like the fix is by telling them look guys this is what it is boom 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 because of the perception that they have which is you're married now you're with your husband you're with your wife can't we change that perception but this what that example is very specific is, is specific to married to single friends I, it, this doesn't take into consideration married and married. Married, I was just going to say. What do you mean married and married? People so that are like married, married already. You're married and your friend is mar- also married oh, okay, as well. Okay, 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 the oh, okay. The scenario I was talking about is, is about her single but friend. But that's, that's most of the time though. Like for me, yeah, most okay, of my, I was the first to get married. I'm, uh, do you know what I mean? Married okay, to married know what it's like. So yeah. most yeah. of the time that dynamic doesn't really change. But that's but in regards to your question, that, that you would single. have to give a different answer. Because if it's married people, there's more of an understanding. Yeah, there yeah. is. So there's more of a mutual effort. It may not add 50, I don't like doing numbers, but there's more of a mutual effort because um, as a married person, I understand what it takes to, to be in a marriage, but then I also understand that I still need my friends around. Mm. Whereas a married person for single, that has single friends, they're obviously taking into consideration that their single friends have a perception of what it means to be married and think that because you're married, you mm. can't go out, you can't do X, Y, Z, which for me happened. I can't lie. A lot of the man them thought, yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm. and on top of that, I moved Quay as well. Mm. So is, that, ex- just is that an excuse though? Poly- uh, uh, the Part man- of me an excuse, man. Bro, yeah, you moved fast, well, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This. Bro, the man, anytime, like literally... Anytime that one occasion when I would link up with the guys, they were like, bro, you moved out ends. That's why we don't shout you. Blah, blah, blah. And I can't lie. I was very hurt because mm. I, I love being around yeah. people. That's that's my energy. Mm. So same, same. moving away and the man them do it. Like, imagine being on Instagram and it's so-and-so's birthday. Or and you're at that. home. I, I <laughs> it's I was pain, burning, yes. I was burning. It and then man, the man, like, yo, bro, like, what happened? <laughs> like, 
be like, bro, like we know you live queer now, we know you're married now. Yeah, it's like, yeah. bro, like, does that stop? It's someone's birthday. Bro, trust. Do you get what I'm saying? It's it's this, that, and the third. And so I can't lie. And up till now, if I'm being transparent, it's kind of the same challenge because now I even live further now mm. from a lot of people, and I miss that element of like friendship that I had with my close friends, yeah. especially from like uni yeah. and stuff. Mm. And now, thankfully, like I have friend, like ministry friends. But non-ministry friends is different. And I miss I miss that. And I try as best as possible. So I've had to actively go out of my way and be like, yo, linking up. So even like my mentoring stuff, I come into London and I'm mm. like, yo, I'm coming into London, but the best place to link me is here. Mm. So, and then, yeah, and I do that. So I've had to do the hard work in a sense. Should but that's we be me. doing the hard work though? Yeah, I question. think that you do in the beginning. And you reap yeah. the benefits from it. You I promise will, yeah, you, you do. Because no, I had to, I had to work, like I said, I was the first in my friends, so I had to make sure that my friends knew. Same, I'm still right. Now, quite like, my, now it's like half, half. So I'm like, half my friends are married, half of them yeah, aren't. But I know that for now, like I reap the benefits because I've, my sisterhoods, my friendships are really, really solid. Mm. Like I cannot speak to them for like a month and I'll, and I'll, I know it's like, it's love. You're the individual, you're the reason why it's solid. No, because sometimes when I, I put in the work. I have, and I did now it's probably balanced because I'd, I've done my time <laughs> takes, you know the honest truth I think it takes a fire starter you it's you have to look at yourself if Gabs is Gabs everyone wants to everyone wants to be connected with you because they know when you're doing your event if we're at Gabs's thing <laughs> we're in the know do you get what I'm saying yeah. so if Gabs is doing his games like if he's doing his barbecue whatever yeah, like, and you put that on the TL, people are going to be burning because they're going to be like, ah, why did they, uh, why are they close to, why, does, why do they get to go to Gabs' house? I know people that are listening now, some some of you are burning. Just be nice and pray that God will favour you in the eyes of, but so the, the thing is for yourself, I think you're different and I, I, I don't think you can put yourself in the category of a lot of other people because of who you are and what you try and do. So you're like a bridge, but then at the same time, you're a hospitable person. So a lot of people gravitate to you. And I feel like because you take the initiative to show, especially even the generational, like I, I, I see the generational, intergenerational relationships you have. Yeah. And I think why that's important is because you're showing them that even though I'm older than you, that doesn't mean I, I, there has to be a disconnect. Mm. And I think that's the big part of maybe that you may not see, mm. but it's needed because a lot of a lot of the younger generations, they don't think, they don't think millennials mm. and beyond want to connect with them. So when yeah, you're true. doing that, mm. what you're saying, what you're saying is beyond what you understand. True. What you're actually doing is I'm breaking down the barriers. Mm. So even though sometimes I'm, sometimes I'm like, ah, the way that some of these people are talking to you, bro, do they know? Are we intimate? You're not, the age mate you get what I'm saying but that's anyway that's a value for me but it's it's like the way you put yourself there f for them it's like yeah there's this big bro thing that's why a lot of these sisters will now be saying oh Gabs is my big bro yeah. <laughs> CRB check for me XYZ so for you I feel like people like yourself it's important that you do do it because that's your ministry changing, yeah, it's your ministry <laughs> and you're changing a narrative and perception that needs to be broken anyway from a Christian perspective mm. it needs to be done because that that gap of old, the older and the young, no, it doesn't need to yeah. be that. It can be, no, we can work together. Do you know, I definitely agree with the young ones. A hundred percent. I definitely agree with the young ones. I will always put my neck out for the young ones, for sure. Yeah. I will always ride for them. Mm. 
it's my actual friends that don't use social friends, media. Friends. Yeah. 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 It's my actual mates. Do you know what I mean? Mm. My mates will go in it. I'll say, bro, you know about it, Tommy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah bro. Well. You live in Ken, bro. So, yeah. so come oh, on, man. Oh, you're a dad now. I thought you were... <laughs> oh, the worst. Yeah, bro, it's come like, on, yeah, man. Bro. You don't think I want to eat jollof rice and tiger bro, prawns as well, I'm bro? I'm telling you. You don't think I want I am actually as well? Bro. You don't think I want a key, key, key as well? No, it happens It happens to me as well. Me too. I want to go get a big jug of Chapman and... Nah, like, you know what, yeah, I, 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 and for anyone listening, the react, like, especially if you're not married, please, this misconception needs to stop. Like, being married doesn't mean that I stop wanting to have Chapman or I want to go to any show, <laughs> I want to go to the cinema or I want to play football with the man or, you know, when it's Champions League final, we go to someone's house and we have barbecue or whatever. Like, it doesn't stop that. But you have also have, but... The challenge also is maybe for yourself, like try, like make you make the effort, like oh, bro, sis, I know marriage is there, I know kids are there, but we're doing this, or I want to go out, like can we do it, or you know, if distance is a thing, maybe we can meet halfway, like just be thoughtful. Don't always have to wait for your married friend to do it. Mm. Like take initiative, and take initiative by showing you care as well. Oh, sis, you know what? I know you've had a long week with you know the little one not sleeping and X one said. I can come, like, obviously I may not drive, but I can come here, like, if you're free, whatever. Mm. You can bring them if 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 you don't have any childcare. That shows that, that shows that person, that parent that, oh, you know, you know, this person actually considers where I'm at and mm. still understands that I'm still a human being. Mm. I'm still young. Like, people, like, we're not 40 yet. Bro. We're not 40, even ah, at 40. They me, say life starts at 40. Listen, my I mum is in her 50s, no, you know going what, on yeah? 60, they're doing up ah, cruises bro. and all that kind of that's, stuff. That's, what, that's the point I was just going to make. Even at 40, life is just beginning. I'm seeing, like, even recently, my mum-in-law went to Dubai. Like, one of her friends did a wedding, yep. like, wedding after party. Wow. So they did wedding over here, yeah. and the after party was in Dubai <laughs> for like a couple of days, for like five days or seven days or something like that. So my mum-in-law was, like, sending us, like, snaps. They were doing boat party, X, Y, Z, Afrobeats, X. I said, cool. The way our I parents' said, generation enjoy one ah. week they're in Dubai, the next minute they're in this. My mum was in Norway on a cruise. Jeez. Next minute she's in Dominican Republic because it's somebody 60th and they're doing wow, party. Lady of leisure. Listen, yeah, especially Nigerians, they know how to enjoy. Look, we're, we're still young. Don't write us off. And even as Christians as well, don't write us off because uh, someone has ministry or someone has church commitments or whatever. Like we're still human beings, mm. our, you know, at our core. Like we still want to be able to do normal things. Community. Let's 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 build that so that we don't have to in the end be burning bridges. And what I'm seeing, especially in the last couple of years, just the rise of people just burning bridges. They don't want to fight for friendships anymore. Yeah. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about unhealthy friendships. I'm just talking about oh yeah, you know, someone said someone didn't greet me or someone didn't message me, so mm. uh, that's the end of it. No, like people are burning bridges too easily. Mm. Like, let's not do that. Yeah, I think especially as we grow older, people are burning bridges easily, for real. Way too I'm, easy, even to, I'm seeing a lot of tweets of, yeah, right now, one strike and that's it. I don't have the time anymore. That's how you become old and bitter. Yeah. It's, not, it's, not, it's not a nice thing, man. Community is so key. And don't get me wrong, like, I've accepted it. As an adult, it's going to be hard work. It is hard work. Like, on the... On, on the weekend, a friend of mine was doing a conference. We finished church on Sunday. My youngest didn't have a change of outfit. 
So for after church, we went to go to the shopping place before it closed. As it was closing, Toby now says, I'm hungry. Mm. Okay, fine. I'm like, babe, are we going to make this thing? <laughs> she said, oh, cool. From there, I sat, we got in the car. She was now going, babe, you know what? After we've eaten, I don't know if we can make it. I said, the only reason that we can't is because we waited for you to eat. And in my mind, I'm going, I'm tired. There's work tomorrow, X, Y, and Z. And I said, you know what? This is my friend. This is my brother. I'm going to drive. It's, it's going to be quite a drive there and on the way back. But I'm going to do it just for the sake of that's my boy. And I'm going to support him. It comes at a cost. Because I, I know by the time... I'm going to be tired because of driving. I know when I get back, I have to prepare tease uh, nursery stuff mm. for the next day. I have to prepare a packed lunch. Mm. So it's not me going straight to bed when I jump in. When I, when I get in, mm. I still have... After doing that, I have to give little one milk before she goes to bed. So I know there's stuff that I need to do, but I'm willing to make the sacrifice or take the sacrificial L in order to make sure that, look, I'm making an effort. I'm trying. Mm. I can't do everything, but mm. I think that's just the reality of, of adulting. Adulting is a scam, mm -hmm. but it can also be a beautiful thing when you work it around your life and you're just understanding. And me, I've as I'm growing older, I'm just more understanding. Mm. I understand we can't go out all the time. I understand we can't live life all the time. But... And at the same time, I understand if people don't message you, that's fine. Yeah, I'm not burning. I'm not roasting. Like, for some of you that, like, right now, if your friend doesn't message you back after, you know, 20 minutes, you get upset. Like, when you grow <laughs> up, you realise, you know what? Mm. Uh, you know what? This person, they're working. They've got this. They've got that. I understand it. When they, when I see them, it's all love. I'll give them a big hug. Hey, bro. Hey, sis. How you doing? Oh, you know, I was meant to... Don't worry. Mm. I understand it. And I'm not saying that sarcastically. I'm saying it because I understand it. When you grow older, get perspective. Get wisdom because it will save you stress. A lot mm. of the stress you have, like when you're a single person that doesn't really have to worry about this or that or having a spouse or having kids or X, Y, and Z, like... <laughs> Scripture, bro. We can wrap up there. Yeah. Let me let me think of one. Madam Ore. Yeah, the in-laws that we was meant to be talking about. We literally <laughs> spent like two. <laughs> we, did, we did speak about in-laws to this be was fair. A hybrid, yeah, hybrid topic. <laughs> because some people really do have difficult in-laws, and they probably want advice on how to deal with really tough. I can't it. relate. So my advice is not going to be from a place of like. I it feel can, like it can be from a place of knowledge. It doesn't always have to be experience. <laughs> I. All I would say is if you've got difficult in-laws, as long as you have a spouse that can support you and is, like, serious about protecting you, then it's cool. Like, mm. you can run it. You can do whatever you guys... You guys can kind of overcome that. Mm. Um, that's really the only, only thing... Two plants I have to add on that in-law discussion. <laughs> it's interesting, though, that people do have, like, bad in-laws. Obviously... Because my in-laws, I'm I'm quite close. Not, I won't say close, but I'm get close, along, yeah, I get along really, like me, really well yeah. with my in-laws. So when I hear like people that don't get along with their in-laws, I'm like, hmm, well, what's uh, the reason? No, some people, are, some in-laws are mad. Some people are literally legitimately but is that, mad. Is that because of the in-laws or no, is it because, it's because your personality? The in-laws are mad. No, some. No, is it because your maybe your personality is meaty like, or you're rude or disrespectful? No, some in-laws in have I, yeah, problems. I that one. <laughs> but what led them to be crazy? Everybody like everybody Something. has their own upbringing. People grew up in a different way. Can lead to all sorts of madness. All sorts of things. Even even to simple things like mums being jealous because a woman's come into her son's life, and she feels like he's going to take him away. It's not even that the woman has taken him away. It's her perception of what marriage is going to look like. Oh, this woman has come into my son's life. She's going to take him away from me. 
I'm going to be nasty towards him. That's just a simple example. And that happens quite a bit, mm -hmm. especially boys that have a strong attachment to their mum. Mm. That not happens. to talk of all these mummies, um, sorry, not to talk of cultural issues as right, well. Right, right, right. Mm. She can't cook stew like I cook stew. Yes. Oh, uh -huh. Damn. Yeah. This is how people are living. Yes. Or some people naturally like, for example, some families, like the mother, she likes to cause division between her, her three kids. Let's say it's because... That way she can play the children off against each other. So already mm -hmm. there's it's lack of division and unity in the home. So you take that to a marriage now. You add some pe some parents are not good parents. Mm -hmm. All they care about is how they can exploit their children for their own personal gain. Mm -hmm. So if you're already a bad parent, then think about that and multiply that how you're gonna be as an in-law. Or some mm -hmm. on some some people show obvious favoritism. Towards one child, then that causes the other child to resent them and carry their own kind of burdens towards their parents, and then take that into marriage. Like there's so many how do you, things. How do you overcome that? Do you um just accept that it's either the husband or the mum? If it was me, probably yeah. Or keep your in-laws at arm's length, not to mm. be nasty. Mm. I'm not saying to be nasty, but you, sometimes you have to keep people where you can tolerate them, so that when you do see them, ah, oh, good afternoon, ma. Nice to see you. You coming over for dinner? Okay, I'll prepare the food. But I'm not seeing you every day, so that way the, the relationship is manageable. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Hey, man, you got some advice on that um, before the scripture? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Oh, anyway, let me cut it short. How so I say uh, a few things. Yeah. I on. say one: the spouse that whose parents are being very challenging or problematic has a responsibility to defend and protect their spouse, mm -hmm. um, and also paint their spouse in the best way possible in front of their family. How whatever their family think, even if the the parents or a parent doesn't like their spouse, their responsibility is to always big them up in front of their spouse, and that reaffirms your love for them in front of whoever it is. Another thing is if if you're on the receiving end of you know a, fu a funny in law, always seek diplomacy. Like just see, be diplomatic. Um, even if you don't want to say hi, say hi. Even if they don't respond to you when you're saying hi, that's fine. Do it because that's the Christian thing to do. Even if they dislike you, Jesus says it. Those that dislike you, pray for them, bless them. Even mm. if they don't like you, Christmas is coming. Give them a nice present. Mm. That one will choke them because they, <laughs> they don't true, understand. And even if they think, ah, why are they giving me good gifts? They must, they must be a witch. Let them think whatever they want because mm. the Bible says that the, the person that is doing that, they will heap up judgment on themselves you know and then the fine the final thing is pray like the final thing is pray like mine wasn't bad per se but i'll give like an example of what happened for me so my my father-in-law is a very very stiff man very serious guy da -da 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 -da. so he wasn't bad to me but he's a very serious guy and i remember like before like the only time i was gonna be able to approach him was for marriage mm. The irony was basically that her, my wife's parents are pastors. So they used to do church events and invite me and my bro to play the keys and the mm. drums for them. <laughs> so they knew our faces, mm. but they didn't. But the mum knew, the mum at a point when I first started going out with Toby, like her mum knew that who I was, mm. but she purposely didn't let the dad know because the dad wasn't interested in any. He wanted his daughter to be working, have a good job, X, Y, Z. So I remember our uncle coming to me and being like, look, you know this man is stiff. Like, he said this like a year in advance of me proposing. He was like, what we're going to do is we're just going to pray. And we're going to pray like once a week together until the day that you are actually introduced to her dad as, you know, this is what it is. 
So I remember it happening. And then the day came, and then the dad like was stiff, like I was, I was sweating because <laughs> we were like, it's like so Emmanuel, like and imagine you've been seeing this guy for the last couple of years because you've been playing at their church on, mm. for some of their events. So it's like so I had a feeling that you know you were you he was cheeky. He was like, I had a feeling that you were looking through the bushes, that you were looking at something. <laughs> da, 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 da. So now, what are you coming to tell me? I said, well, sir, yeah, I'm coming to, you know, I'm interested in your daughter, X, Y, Z. But by the time I started speaking and whatnot, like, his heart proper settled. And I remember at the end going, you know what, Emmanuel, I see you as my son and I'm happy Aww. to give you um, my daughter's hand in marriage. So for me, it was like that prayer piece, I'm not going to attribute it to just good words and being eloquent or whatever. I attribute it to prayer as well. So if there's family issues or funny in-laws, give it to God in prayer. This is not this is not a one-shoe-fits-all answer because mm. there's a lot of difficult topics. And if you do have an example and you're listening, please send them in because I know I've heard, even from counselling people, I know bad stories. I'm just for the sake of confidentiality. I'm not saying X, Y, Z, but yeah, um, I'll leave it at that. And then the scripture I have is not about families, but it's about communication. Uh, James 1.19, know this, my beloved brothers, um, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. So it's self-explanatory, guys. Um, some Sometimes, well, yeah, they say some of the best part of communication is being able to listen well. And I think sometimes what will save you the trouble and stress of having domestics in your house is being able to listen. If you're lis- if you're able to listen and ask Holy Spirit to guide you and show you, then you'll be able to understand your spouse better, spouse better when you ask from God and then be slow to speak. Don't just speak to like, get your one up or speak to be right. Be slow to speak and be slow to anger as well. Don't go from zero to hundred. Amen. Thanks for listening, guys. Really do appreciate you. Real Talk, Real Walk. We're signing out. Peace. Sit back and relax. Tell me what's on your mind.